right, guys. Welcome to the Whipbusters podcast. You're here with me, Race and Shroff. Yes, me. All right, guys. So the title of this video is going to be Gaming Disappointments. So another thing, other than the fact of get some of us having games that are been very disappointing to us, um, it's a little disappointing that it is going to be just us today. Unfortunately, um, we have. Uh, I'm already feeling it. Yeah, the, it, the, just just the just the pain of disappointment. Yeah, just no one else came, but they've got reasons, obviously. Yeah, we all have kind of reasons today. Some of us have doctors' visits. Some of us have just work and other things that happen happen today. But we, at the end of the day, are wanting to get this done. This is content that we are trying to give to you because it's just stuff that we want to make sure that we get done. We don't want to go weeks and weeks without actually giving y'all something, and we ourselves actually want to do something instead of being bored at home on days like this so we hope this is as interesting for you as it is for us but anyways it is me and Shroff. um so anyways gaming disappointments uh yeah this is uh this is a topic that always brings out like a different kind of feeling rather than just excitement maybe it is excitement because it's <laughs> talking about things you just want to forget about or hate and it just allows you i just want to vent about it you know it's we always talk about the games that we just are looking forward to, we're excited about, that we love, and every now and then we kind of bash something. But this one is going to be strictly disappointing. So if you're looking forward to um, a great show, just uh, we, we might have that for you. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of us telling you that we got our hopes up for some games mm. and the stuff we didn't expect that uh, really put a damper into our gaming lives. So, uh, do you want to start race? Sure, why not? <laughs> so, this all led from our, I believe it was our after show podcast that y'all may have heard by now. Um, if you haven't, shame on you. Why are you listening to this one and not, unless you're a new fan, in which case I don't blame you. Maybe but, work or hospital or still sleeping <laughs> or any of the other reasons i've been sleeping for seven days straight you know something yeah. like that i don't know um but anyways this stemmed from our last podcast because uh we brought up the fact of dragon age coming out the new one and how one of my friends emily um how one of the things like that i vague that i super remember was us trading assassin's creed 3 for found out was dragon age 2 it was not origins Okay. Um, because she recently dropped and cracked her copy of Dragon Age Origins. And I was like, oh, is that the one you dropped? She was like, no, that was two. I still have that. And she was telling me all about it. So that was kind of neat. Um, but as you all may remember from that podcast, everyone talked about how bad of a trade it is. And I got uh, very upset, not because of them, but because it really was probably one of the worst trades I could have made for a game. So you, you traded your AC or Assassin's Creed 3 for Dragon Age or Dragon Age for AC3? Which one did okay, you receive? Okay, I, I had Dragon Age. Okay. Um, I had right. Dragon Age and she had Assassin's Creed 3. Because um, at the time, I was just pretty much going through as many of the Assassin's Creed games as I could because I super enjoy history. Um, so, like, I'm one of the... I don't know if I'm the only person, but I was one of the few one of the few people that every time like, it was like, hey, look, this is something about this city. I would actually like, spend time and read like the paragraphs, which made my mom feel weird because she'd like walk in and she's like, aren't you supposed to be playing a game? I'm like, yeah, but I'm learning about the Library of Alexandria or whatever. <laughs> um, so it, it was really cool to me. And then when they made 
Assassin's Creed 3, I was like, okay, that's American history. That's something we've waved for for a while. I super enjoyed the design of the tomahawk because it incorporated the assassin symbol. And it was a Native American character, which I was super, super into. And they brought up hunting and a lot of kind of cool features. So I was really interested to play it. And at the time, I was in a lull for RPG games. Like, it was fun. There wasn't anything wrong with it. But at the time, I had this weird thing where I didn't like top-down viewing. So it kind of grew old on me quick. So I was like, you know what? She has Assassin's Creed. I have this. Let's trade. Um... Needless to say, it did not end well um, <laughs> after that. Ugh. Did, did you? So you started playing like all of them, like right around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you pretty much did what I did. Uh, which would you start with? Um, I definitely started with the first one. So I went okay. in out in a release order, not timeline order, because you obviously don't do you can't really do that. No, um, not in that game series because. It changes too much. Because the if you go in like historical timeline order, the plot doesn't make sense outside of it. So you really just have to play them in release order in order for it to make any sense at all. Because a lot of your time is spent uh, at least wondering what happens outside of the historical aspects. Oh yeah. So like you, I was playing a lot of them all at once. I started about uh, about two months, two or three months before uh, three came out. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play one. So I started one. And when I say started, like, that's all I got. Maybe about an hour or two into it. I'm like, I am not feeling this one. Let mm. me go ahead and see if two's better because I keep hearing two's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So two was great. Uh, I love Brotherhood. Uh, Revelations was not disappointing to me because I didn't do the mini games all the time. I just mm. went straight for the story. Absolutely loved it. Then, of course, three came out. Super excited. I'm not going to reiterate the same things you did, just like Native American character, uh, boat battles, which is probably my favorite thing in the series mm-hmm. I've introduced besides uh, opening up the world itself, like in Origins. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> about halfway through, I had played part of one, like a little bit, yeah. two Brotherhood Revelations, and then three, all within, I'll say, about a 90 day span. And in the middle of three, I just got this overwhelming dread. I I, I don't like this game. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not having fun. But I have to keep going. I have to see if maybe like the story picks up. up. There's a great ending. There's a uh, you know no it's it's just not man. And every time I look at my little statue of Connor, I just get sad. It it's so true. Um, because the beginning <laughs> of the game gives you hope oh it's Um, fantastic because it was the most strange way they could have done it because it it makes you feel bad as a person because the entire first part of the game how do you like um, them apples (laughs) that's good um yeah he uh so you play as uh essentially the son of the character from assassin's creed 4 um you're going through you're thinking you're an assassin because you have a hidden blade We've never seen a uh, a Templar with a hidden blade, so you naturally assume all this stuff. And then after you recruit all these people and you've killed everyone, all of a sudden he takes the rings out and he's like, welcome to the Brotherhood of Templars. And you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> That's when the trophy pops and he goes, how do you like them apples? Oh, yeah. And it, oh. when that happened, I was like, this is going to be one of the greatest games ever. Holy moly, I am in. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, anyways, we're going to move on to the next game. <laughs> it, it it just... Anyways, just... It, it doesn't get better. Your character... It starts off with some really good stuff with the hunting and how you can like attack people from trees and all that. But it just... Your character becomes so bland. It's not even funny. And the ending is just so anticlimactic where you think it's going to be this awesome moment. And it stops. And you have to take a boat to go to a bar and just nonchalantly stab a dude. And that is not what they led you up to. It's just like... Okay, so when you stab him... I don't even remember if there was like a quick time event or anything. It's nope. just It just happened. Yeah, you're just sitting at the bar... The guy drinks, Yeah. you drink, you remove the knife from your hidden blade, and you just stab him in the stomach, and he just dies. Like, yeah. there's no dialogue. It, it, yeah. Your your turn. Your turn. <laughs> uh, oh. It may have been burnout that, like, really made us not like it so much. I'm thinking now, if we went back, and we played it, and we had nothing else that were like on our mind. We mm-hmm. just want to play it as a game and try to experience it. I'm pretty sure we'd like it better, but it's just a time period we're in us getting burnt out and expecting a lot more just totally destroyed our expectations for the game. So that's it's, why it's a disappointment. It's highly possible. Um, cause even like the main thing that dis that disappointed me was his, was his character's personality. The ending was bad in itself, but it was, you had technically Altair is, is pretty bland. He doesn't really have a lot of emotion in it, but you have this kind of underdog story of wanting to get back to where you were. There's kind of this mission. It was the first thing. And then you had Ezio Auditore de Firenze. He was charismatic. He oh, was yeah. amazing. He wielded two hidden blades. Like, you're just like, oh, this is everything I want. <laughs> kind of brought me back to him because that game really worried me about the future of those games. So... Anyways, Shrove, I believe it is your turn. <laughs> yeah, this one gets me uh, worked up in a small little rage. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's rage, the game. This is pretty much a running joke with me and my friends when it comes to discussing our favorite games. Every time I'm saying I'm excited about something, they always ask me, hey, is, this, is it as good as rage? <laughs> is it going to be that rage for you top game of all time? It's just stupid stuff like that. Uh, it's because I got overhyped about the game itself, mm. uh, oversold it, got way too excited, but also I didn't have any indication that it was going to be a bad game. But as soon as I started it, all the way down to where I finished it, it was just like a slow, steady decline of how much I enjoyed to how much I was just bleh to... Oh, there's uh, my phone. I've got to turn my phone thing off. Uh <laughs> It, the very end is what really made me mad because the cutscene that plays at the end is like 10, 15 seconds long. I don't know exactly how long it was. I just remember being super mad. And it played at a super low pixelated resolution. And it, it made no sense. It was mm-hmm. like someone put it in like 480i. Wow. When you're trying to run stuff at like, you know, at least 720 or, you know, high, high definition at least. And it was just in standard. And as soon as the game ended, I put it back into its case. And the next day at work, uh, I went ahead and traded it in. And I uh, didn't get much back for it, but uh, it was well worth me trading it in because I really enjoyed that $5. And that was a lot <laughs> back then. Oh, yeah. Or not much back then, I was going to say. But, yeah, it's it's just a running joke of a game. And 
I'm, I won't say it's my most disappointing game from last generation, mm-hmm. but it's just one that keeps sticking out. It keeps being brought up, and uh, every year on Facebook, I bring up memories of uh, how I was talking about I was playing Rage, and then like a day or two later, I'm like, "This is the most disappointing game I've ever played in my life." It was like a quick like super high the super disappointment and just a span of a couple of hours weren't really. you weren't you actually like selling it to people before you actually like yep bought it yep i uh i was selling it to people about two weeks before i was able to obtain the game and i had people return it and i was just thinking they just didn't know how to play it or you know i was being like the typical gamer elitist like they they don't know what kind of game this is they don't know it's made they don't by appreciate the, gaming. It's made by the people that made Doom and Quake. How can you not like this? Exactly. But I didn't, and I think I hated it worse than everybody else. And then you started playing, you were like, oh, all those poor people who I sold this game to. How did I do this to you? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. I apologize to at least one person, because he came in like at least every week. And uh, I remember him just laughing about it. He was like, dude... I was hyped for it too. You just made me buy it that day. I'm like, I know. Oh, uh, that's so good. But a quick uh, note: uh, Rage Two looks looks really good, but I don't want to fall into the same boat. I was about to uh, say, how do you feel about the new <laughs> one that's coming out? First trailer was not into. I thought it was one of the worst looking trailers in, that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was. It got me to the point to where I would play other crappy games before I would even watch that trailer again. I'm talking about, like, I'll be playing, like, X-Men Destiny or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, slipping into X-Men Destiny. Yep, go ahead. That's probably my next one. Um, So, X-Men Destiny. <laughs> Ooh, this was a game I super looked forward to. I'd played X-Men Legends, and they were talking, like, it was very different from how uh, it ultimately ended, because a lot of the stuff that I had read on it made it seem like you were the mutant and stuff like that and you had powers and this kind of stuff that you kind of picked so on so forth so i was like oh wow this is like two things i really enjoy or multiple than that actually it was x-men which i enjoyed it involved comic books which is a giant part of my life you get to create your own character is what i was expecting you had a stacked voice cast too yeah like stacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even think of the names of like off my head, top of my head. But if I could just, I could probably just name a known voice actor and they'd be in there. Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale's probably in it. I think she is. So I mean, you've got a lot of known voice actors. Gosh. And go ahead. It was, <laughs> and you got to interact with all these different people. You could pick whether you wanted to be Brotherhood or with the X Men, and it was just so much hype for me. And then fun fact about this i wanted to play it so bad but it got so many bad reviews i didn't and two year two or three years ago i think i remembered about reading about it. i didn't remember all the bad <laughs> hype on it and i bought it this was three years ago ps4 is well out oh yeah and i bought this game for the ps3 to impress my at the time girlfriend who is now my wife Congratulations, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, and what a disappointing way to uh, try and like have a moment with your uh, girlfriend to play an awesome video game that is just trash. 
it, it it's uh, who who developed it again? It was the Siliconites. I think so. Like, okay. didn't they go under? Like, wasn't there like something that they made this and like a couple other games that uh, just doesn't exist anymore? Two human. There was something else I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Ooh, Two Humans, another one of those games people got hyped for that just was disappointing. I've heard people actually like it, like a small like little cult following, but I I don't know many other people who even bring that game up in any conversation. No, it's, it's one that it's another one of those that's just like we're going to pretend this doesn't exist. Um, but I remember all that stuff leading to just such a giant disappointment, and if it had just like I want. I know it sounds simple just to say, you know, hey, if this had just been what I thought it was, it would have been fantastic. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that probably couldn't save that game, but if you actually got to make your character, cool, make it general backstory, that's fine. Most games where you create your own character, you don't get to create your backstory. That's fine. You know, you can make it general, but just make it so the fact I don't feel like it's like, oh, I get to pick between three powers and then you'll give me something that allows me to use someone else's power like that's that's a little bit cheating for a mutant <laughs> like if they if if i was to and i'm no by no means a video game maker and i'm sure this is the stuff that everyone talks about oh if i got to make this game this is how i would have done it um but it would have like uh, it, it, the perfect x-men game if you're going to do something like that where you get to make your character I'm fine if you give just the general backstory. Let them make the let the person make the character. Make it feel like it's them. Let them pick between you know several different types of backstory and stuff like that. Like almost if you combine like a uh, Saints Row type thing because Saints Row you get to make your character. It's a general storyline, but you feel like you're a part of the game. And then I would say, think the best part of it would be don't let them pick the power. Let it just be some randomized power. Make you feel like an actual mute who has no control over your life. Just have like hundreds of powers you can potentially have and just let randomize for your character. Make yourself feel like an actual mutant who's like just been thrown into this mess. But anyways, we're done. done. (laughs) I was going to say that they (laughs) had like a track record of like three critically acclaimed games Mm -hmm. like in a row before they made Two Human and then of course X-Men Destiny. You had Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane. Okay. uh, you had Eternal Darkness, which is another like huge cult following of the game. It came out on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the first games that acted like the game system like shut off in the middle of you playing it, and so people would be like, "Oh no, what's going on?" And then mm-hmm. like your character would be upside down or pixelated, or sound would cut out in certain areas. But it was all on purpose because that's part of the game itself. Mm-hmm. And then something that kind of relates to that is uh, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. So they did that one as well. Which, which was the, a really good remake. Exactly. So, you know who uh, destroyed them, essentially? Who? Epic. Oh. It was because of the uh, Unreal 3 lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Epic won. I don't want to go into details about it because I don't care. But uh, they won, in, won the lawsuit and had to destroy everything that they made in Unreal Engine 3. Mm. So... That's pretty much how Silicon Knights went away, but uh, that's not disappointing. That was more like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, what was my next one? Oh, man. Because I have so many. Um, it's a quick one. I'm going to go over, uh, I think it was this year. It had to be, it was this year. Dynasty Warriors 9. I'm what huge... hope did you have for a Dynasty Warriors game? Okay, there. first off, first off, listen. 
I'm a huge Dynasty Warriors fan. I am too. But I know when I buy a Dynasty Warriors game, it is just for pure hack and slash. I'm not <laughs> exactly. in there for story or characters, nothing. Uh, it's it's always the same thing. It's just tweaked a little bit to where it, make it makes it feel fresh and to someone who actually plays the games all the time, mm-hmm. like us. Uh, I've not been disappointed since 6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just... it. If you thought the voice acting was bad in all the other games, they were campy. Mm-hmm. They were they had this certain charm to it. It is literally bad. Uh, probably the worst voice acting I've ever heard in a oh, game. Oh wow! And that's even including me thinking about Resident Evil back. In I was the day. about to say. I mean, that, that's in the same category. Resident Evil is like in Guinness Book of World Records for worst dialogue. Yeah, it is. It is in that same category. Uh, I'm not sure about the dialogue, but the acting because they don't have the same voice actors. And it was totally different, and it just, it was bad. Uh, I had Tyler, when he was my roommate at the time, he came downstairs and was watching me play it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Tyler, I am, I need you to hear this. What do you think about this? And so I go this little cutscene again, and he's like, holy moly, that is, that's bad. I can't even make fun of that. I can't even say anything. Ooh, that's you how know, you know it's along bad. the same lines. I'm not quoting him completely. But... Thankfully, you can change it to Cantonese. It's the first uh, Dynasty Warriors that you can actually put it in its native language. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really happy about that. But they tried to do this whole open world thing, and it just it's bland and empty, and it just there's nothing about it that makes it stand out from the rest. Besides, it was buggy, glitchy, frame rate issues were all there. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, nothing was great about it. Even the music set this like it had this. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was like someone took... How do I describe it? It's like if Metallica played the earlier stuff, uh-huh. it, it sounds different. Okay. It doesn't sound the same. It doesn't sound. It doesn't have the energy. And it just lacked that in this game. I gotcha. So uh, I'm not going to go much in, more into it because no one cares about the Ice Warriors besides us. Did they at least make Lou Boo still feel like a oh, yeah. complete amazing person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the way you unlock characters, you have to play... The storyline, you don't play as one character throughout the whole thing. You could. Mm-hmm. But to unlock characters, you have to play the storyline to unlock each and every single one of them. Mm. And you have to play some at certain points in order to unlock... It, it's, at the time, it was bad. I've heard that it's changed. It's done a... Not a complete 180, but they've fixed a lot of the issues with multiple patches. At least five or six patches since then. Mm. Like, major patches. So, I might dive back into it to see if it's still as bad. But uh, I don't want to anytime soon, so I'm not gonna... No. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Nope. Because <laughs> 7 and 8 were so good. 8 eight played the best. 7 had the best story. And I want to say, it's weird for me to say that because they all had the same story. Yeah. It's just it had different direction this time. It had out of the battlefield. It had like some politics and some like dialogues you don't get to really see uh, within the series and have it in the series at all. And they haven't done it since. So, well, excuse me. I've got something in my throat. It's a lot of disappointment. Uh, <laughs> it's all the disappointment. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I can't remember the name of this. Um, maybe you can help me. Uh, it was a game where you played as like two mercenaries. It was mainly a co-op game. If you're saying Army of Two, it is Army of don't, Two. Don't bash Army of Two, man. No, I'm not going to bash Army of Two. First one, I enjoy the mess out okay. of. Okay, Um, Because that was my game. Another one of my games, like, it was just me and one friend. Like, that mm-hmm. was the best co-op game to play. Because 
it was just like you can tell about how campy and stuff it is but like oh yeah there is nothing there's nothing more satisfying than you going aggro your friend going in and sneaking and then once everyone on the room's like completely dead you just go up and you high five and play air guitar like it was just so much fun and you get to customize a weapon and make it gold because why not you're a mercenary who wants money it's it's it was fantastic but i remember when me and my friend matt got the second one and (laughs) it just we never got past the first level um, not because of difficulty or anything, but we just immediately, like, this is not the Army of Two we played. Like, you have to actually, like, get together to go into a shop and do all that stuff, which to me defeated a lot of the purpose. The whole point was you saved up the money the entire mission. Between missions is when you would purchase guns, and it felt very rhythmic. On this, it was you could do it at any time, which I'm sure some people enjoyed and stuff like that, but for us, it was just we got so used to it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that's all it was, was you get used to how one game plays and when the entire like stylistic of how the game navigates and that kind of stuff changes. Also back to back wasn't as prominent because in the original game, there were actual moments where back to back happened and that made it feel awesome. And this one you instigate it, which really it doesn't make it feel as cool of a moment. Right. Um, so I remember that being super disappointing because me and him did the whole thing where you logged in on the internet and you made your own mask and all that kind of cool stuff because that was the main thing I super enjoyed was because, as as you know, and uh, other people who listen to this who may know me, I draw a lot. So the fact of in this, I got to make my own mask to make uh, the guy wear, and it was just so cool. Out of curiosity, who was your favorite character to play? The guy who was the rock star dude or the big dude with was, the skull was mask i was always the rock I can't remember star his name dude. off the top of my head and i didn't even play much i just enjoyed mm. what i played it was like yeah. maybe an hour of it at a, like a friend's house but it was the first game obviously but i thought it was just so cool and it's, everybody it's thought it was the same way it was just really cool but of course the second one what was it 40th day 40th or day yeah uh wasn't it different characters as well uh, they didn't do that till uh the third one, which I think is like Devil's Cartel or something. Oh, like that. okay, okay. That was the one I heard a lot of like. That's Delta. From. I think he plays like Delta One and Alpha Two. The whole point is it's not you're playing as characters; you're playing as you and your friend, as if you were in the, yeah. which is cool. Um, I'm not. Uh, I actually think I would have enjoyed that as well. Um, but supposedly like the characters still have the same base where one guy like does air guitar and that stuff so it's still based on the original guys just you're just playing as yourself which i'm like whatever that's cool yeah <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a, uh my phone is unlocking so give me <laughs> okay uh this is very recent actually but i like kingdom hearts mm-hmm. i like one and two i like the story i love final fantasy I like Disney. I love Disney, uh-huh. actually. There are too many damn trailers. Oh. And every time I open up, like, Twitter, open up Facebook, open up anything, I'm seeing a new Kingdom Hearts trailer. And I don't want to. I don't have to click on it, obviously, and I don't. Yeah. But they've released so many that it doesn't feel like there's going to be any surprises to the game. And that's upsetting me. And it could not be a disappointment because yeah. I've like I've strayed away from it. I've always seen like 
besides the five different variations of the E3 trailer with sound, no sound, some dialogue, all dialogue, <laughs> uh, slightly different hand motions, you know, just, yeah, there's just too many, and I'm just, I'm taken aback by it. Like, it's, it's disappointing that they have to keep doing this. There's a difference between... I'm just annoyed, probably. It's probably not even a disappointment. Yeah, uh, I, I can get where it can be disappointing. It's like how I feel in, like, how I felt for movies for a long time. Like, they just showed so many trailers that, like, a lot of the big stuff you expect completely happens in the trailer. And then you're like, I practically saw this movie. I mean, there's <laughs> some dialogue I'll remember from this, but everything I actually remember is from this trailer. Um, so I definitely get it. Um especially because like kingdom hearts like one of the neat things about it is it's it's the worlds it's like going to these places yeah. seeing how it like changes the characters and makes them look like it's always at least for animators artists and stuff like that seeing all the different versions and how they like change from world to world has always been super cool don't show me it don't let yeah. me get that surprise out like show me sora that's cool if you want to show a few things like each Keyblade has like a special move or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's something I can be excited for and kind of get to kind of know. Which, by the way, half of the stuff they show in those shows, I'm like, how am I supposed to do all that in the yeah, game? Exactly. Like, this seems like because <laughs> they're com- the combat already is like semi complex for the most part because you got like it's deeper than you think. For you got to navigate and then you have all the. Uh, fusion forms and stuff like that that you kind of do. But the fact that we're adding in like your Keyblade has a special that you can kind of fling around in is just ooh, I'm interested <laughs> to see how it's all going to work. But I definitely get it's like okay man, now I've seen how I'm going to look in this world and this world. Tease me. And just this world. tease me. Don't like... Don't, don't, don't give it away. straight into it man. Tease me. Uh, it's yeah. It, it's It's just funny. But you know that that's the same boat I'm in. Like, if it's something I'm super hyped about, like, I'm not gonna watch a trailer for it. It's just, I'll, I'll watch the initial trailer just because I'll be like, oh my gosh, is this a real thing, or did yeah. some dude on YouTube just edit random things together to make it look like it could be new? Um, but when it's actually like new, I'll like, I'll watch the first maybe trailer too if I didn't get too much in the first one, because a very popular thing is just giving music and maybe a dialogue and then just putting up a logo after that i'm like okay give me some gameplay let me see how right. this guy looks but when it's like okay you're gonna show me this world this world this world i'm definitely already gonna know that this is a spoiler woo yeah. like it's just like leave me something to like look forward to and potentially like get super shocked about like especially after the whole thing with like some them teasing aqua with the yellow eyes i was just like bruh <laughs> Why did just, you go ahead and tell me that? Just just tease me. Just tickle me. Give give me a bite of that steak. Don't give me the whole steak yet. Because I have the whole steak. I'm not going to have anything left. Exactly. I'm not going to have any room left for the main meal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just you gave me 25% of my steak. <laughs> That's a, that I ate the other 75, but cool. You gave me 25. Yeah. I got to see one world new. Um, that, that being said, I, I'm really looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3. So, me too. Oh. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. But we're not talking about exciting stuff. We're talking no. about disappointments. Uh, you have any more? Because I've got a couple. Yeah, you go ahead, man. I think that's, for me, like pretty much the most of it. Because a lot of stuff that people think I should be disappointed in, I'm not. Right. Um, Because a lot of people, if you're in the Devil May Cry-like thing, always like talk about how... The Devil May Cry remake was a big disappointment. It wasn't. Uh, I super yeah. enjoyed that. That's my favorite. I mean, we in the could series. have a whole other podcast again 
about not disappointments, but going against the grain of these internet gamers. You guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to lump you guys into it. Or will I? Anyways, uh, we'll see I'll in the just, comments. I'll state my opinion on that anyways, but DMC is the best DMC I've ever played. Uh, that Still 5 comes out. I don't know. Anyways, we're, I'm just stirring the pot right now. I'm disappointed in the fact that they released a demo on Xbox. They should have released it on PlayStation, <laughs> their original platform. Be loyal. <laughs> PlayStation 2, yes. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine that? They're like, okay, PlayStation, you'll get a demo. But it's for PS2, and you just see the entire <laughs> fandom just like running out like to eBay and stuff. Like, where do I get a PS2 so I can play this demo in like 480p? <laughs> I need a PS2 Classic stat. And then no one bought a PS1 Classic. So, uh, another small one. Uh, the Wii U. Hmm. As, not as a console itself, because I okay. thought the console is still, it was still a neat idea. You mean the Switch? The, the alpha for the switch like the kid drawing until the kid drew up and actually became an animator or yeah. construction worker someone who could actually build things it was uh i i enjoyed my wii u when i had it uh, i really did but the lifespan the console life of the wii u was very super, disappointing super the marketing quick. was bad mm -hmm. uh, a lot of misinformation thrown about with it i uh, and there wasn't anything out there to shut off those rumors down. Mm -hmm. So it just got into this whole thing of, oh, it's a tablet? I can just carry it around everywhere. Switch now, obviously. They listen. You can. You, you can carry the Wii U around everywhere you want, but you're not going to be able to play the games. Nope. Uh, it All the third-party developers just kind of dropped out before the game, the console released. I still had hope in it. It was the only console that I bought on launch day mm -hmm. uh ps4 doesn't count because i bought it four days afterwards because that's when i got paid plus i had traded in my wii u to get it so um <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny how that light just kind of loops back around but just not I, I didn't get a lot out of the wii u mm -hmm. uh but now i have a switch and i've gotten more out of the switch than i ever have out of my wii u and i got the switch uh on the 30th of november mm -hmm. so yeah i've only had two games to play uh, that's all I'm going to say about the Wii U. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, my only, kind of to go back to Kingdom Hearts, um, the only thing that was ever super disappointed, like super disappointed to me, was it. I was mainly upset on the fact of you had to have so many different consoles just to follow the story. Yeah. I'm super happy. Like, they've definitely, like, They've definitely, like, uh, I, I don't know what word I'm trying to go for. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they, they pretty much, with the whole, like, remakes and stuff like that, like, hey, here's one and a half uh, remakes where you actually get to see the games you didn't play. And especially when they did with Chain of Memories, like, because that was just a Game Boy Advance, like, turn-based game that they turned into, like, a legitimate Kingdom Hearts game. Which I which super surprised me, but I was really happy that they did that because that was the whole reason I bought a PS3 was because of uh it's not Dream Drop it's a uh, Birth by Sleep Birth by Sleep was always advertised as Kingdom Hearts three for the PS3 right and because it showed all the people in the armor and everything and I bought the PS3 
just so I could play that game. And then when it was never really released and they kept making stuff for the little Nintendo consoles, I got the, so the little Nintendo consoles upset. <laughs> um, because I was like, your entire fan base is based off of like not entire obviously because they did make chain of memories for the game boy but it was like one game out of the three that were around so it's like the majority of your fans that play this game got it because of the playstation like you're known as a playstation 2 game it made playstation 2 greatest hits like it had the red border and everything why did you go so far away from this and then now that I'm saying this, we're saying all these trailers just to release for PS3, and then then it's going to be like Switch exclusive, which I have. But I'm going to just have that moment of rage just once again. <laughs> that was the only thing like I found super disappointing was just like I bought this because you teased me that this was going to happen, and it just you released it for a whole other console, and I never got what I was looking for. Ugh. That that is disappointing. <laughs> Expecting like a full fledged uh, Kingdom Hearts adventure, and you don't quite get it. Mm-mm. And the way that you were expecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and it's not to say uh, what they did was bad. All the games they made were pretty good for the most part. Like yeah. I enjoy all of them. They went into pretty much details of everything. You kind of were like, oh, that seems like a plot hole. They're like, okay, we made a game to fix that. Right. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a quick one. I uh, I love Ninja Gaiden. So Gaiden, Gaiden. I don't care. I, I say both. I uh, I love the series so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially uh, one or okay. uh, Sigma. Sorry. Um, Ninja Gaiden Black. Ninja Gaiden Black, sorry. That's the one I was thinking of. The one where he's still in the original, like, purplish-blue outfit before he gets the, uh, yes. like, main one people kind of know him for now. Yep. Uh, especially the Ninja Gaiden Black edition, where you get a Lunar Staff and a couple mm-hmm. of different weapons. But I played the heck out of those games. Or just that game. I think mm-hmm. I put... Last time I checked, and I don't have a system or console anymore, but... I had put over 300 hours into a single-player game because I was trying to be so good at it. Mm-hmm. Speed runs, point scores. I was trying to get that trip to Japan to <laughs> to compete in the Master Ninja Tournament or whatever it okay. was, uh, which would have been a preview of the new DLC, which is the whole tower thing mm-hmm. they had with new enemies, new combinations. And I placed, of course, 47th in the world. Not in the top, but I was at the time I was 47th. I was so happy. Hey, being in the top 50 for however many people, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, probably millions, I would say. There was over 100,000 entries. So, oh, 100,000, you were in the top 50? When I placed, it was 47th. Uh, By the time the tournament ended, and of course you could still enter, like have the rankings and whatever, and I dropped down to like 150. Excuse me, 150, 160, or whatever. Dude, still, you were in the top 50 at one point, and even when you drop down like into the hundreds, like that's still an accomplishment. Like, give yourself a pat <laughs> on the back for that, bro. That's not the disappointing part. I was happy. I was glad. Okay. The disappointment, disappointment in this whole conversation is not two. Two was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was three. Okay. Did I play it? No. Did they fix all the issues from... Uh, the original release of three, yes, but it was my initial reaction 
Mm-hmm. And there, this kind of goes two ways. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 came out, and the scores were abysmal. Okay. Uh, one particularly stood out was IGN, and mm-hmm. they gave it like a 3.1 out of 10. That's bad. Oh, yeah. That's super bad. And when I saw that, a couple other sites gave it about a 4 out of 10 or like a 2 out of 5. Ooh, 2 out of 5. I It was the first pre-order I ever had that I refunded before the game came out. Because I was like, I can't do this. And it was like the day before. Obviously, they fixed the issues with Razor Edge. Uh, it became a much better game after that, but still not quite the caliber yeah. of the first one or even the second one. So my disappointment is not like actually playing it for myself and seeing like how bad it really was or maybe if I really liked it. But that was just a knee-jerk reaction I took. Yeah. Uh, and I trust everybody on it, which they, I probably still would have agreed with them. But I just was disappointed at the time, I guess. I, gotcha. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about it. Here's a here's an interesting one. Um, so for people who... I always say for people who know me, I'm new to this podcast. Y'all probably don't know me a ton unless you're friends that have recently started watching this because I uh, have just started appearing on it. Um, But a lot of people know I like thieves. They are my favorite type of character. I love the personality of it, so on and so forth. So it's probably not a shocker that one of my top five game series of all time is Sly Cooper. Mm -hmm. Um, Thieves in Time. So, <laughs> thieves in time. So, um, a lot of people when they hear about thieves in time will uh, scoff and talk about how, um, how bad the game was. Um, I personally didn't dislike it. I thought it was as true to a game as another developer coming into the series can go, if that makes sense. Because it felt like a Sly Cooper game. Right. Um, they. And a lot of people will talk about like, oh, they hid like some like sly adult content or whatever into it by making certain like input dialogue choices or like motion capture stuff. Um, did you not play the other games? Sly and Carmelie have lots of conversation. You're like, whoa, they slipped this into a kid's game. Um, but the main thing that disappointed me was how it ended. So it ends on the biggest cliffhanger you can imagine. Sly falls into the worm, like a like the time vortex or whatever, and uh, wakes up in Egypt, and everyone's like, oh my god, we gotta figure out how to get Sly back, so on and so forth. And the new developer came, who made it, decided they were gonna just drop that contract and focus on their Sonic Boom franchise. Congratulations. Um, once again, Sonic disappoints me. Um, They've got good quips, though. Good they little, do. Like, good, good little, Don't uh, get me wrong. Uh, uh, the most recent thing... great I, puns. They do. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't really watch the show, but I'm almost tempted to watch the Sonic Boom TV show just because of Knuckles. He has a whole thing where, like, Sonic can't swim, and he tries to, like... He says he won't go because he's worried the little kids will sense fear and do stuff and Sonic just goes what you need to do is find the biggest one in the yard and beat him up Sonic I mean Knuckles that uh that applies to prison not if you let it be <laughs> like it's just so funny um for just the stuff like that in general um but anyways it was the fact of they took this series which in the third game which is probably one of my favorite games 
in a series. Like uh, Sly Cooper never had a dip for me. Like some after the first, you know, will start going down, but you'll play them because they're still good games. Uh, Sly Cooper always seemed to have a better game each time they made it. And the third game had a very nice ending. It was very... uh, They obviously could have taken it further if they wanted, which is why they made a new game because there's potentially an opening for it. But it was still like, if you had left it there, it would have been fine. But instead, you decide to make a game, leave the franchise, and leave us with a cliffhanger when we were already happy with how the last one ended. Um, that was the only thing I can say that I've been super disappointed about. Right. Because it was, you came in, gave me a game that I was actually like looking forward to, and of course there's a couple little things like some of the bosses, and they actually showed Sly's dad, but not in a way you really wanted it to be. Um, so they messed up some of his backstory, which was stuff people had really kind of cared about and like had theories on. Um, and then they gave us a cliffhanger and then just left the franchise. If you're going to do that before you leave a franchise, at least give it back to the original developer, have something to where you're going to round this up because you came in and screwed up a timeline. They, they mess with a timeline. We need the doctor in here. I don't know why I said that loud. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, but, uh, you ruined the timeline. <laughs> going back, you know, I, I'm gonna go back to DMC. I, I just gotta get it out. Why not? Let's quick. do it. I, I, and it's gonna be real quick because I have two or three more things I want to discuss. Oh gosh, I'm disappointed. No one gave DMC a chance. No one. They didn't because he didn't have gray hair. I can 100% guarantee that. It's and be- I've said this on another podcast. I've said it before. My friends know it. I've written articles about it. I've had people <laughs> have hundreds and hundreds of paid views on what I wrote. And I just don't see why people didn't give it a chance. It's too late now. It's I too mean, late. It's, I mean, it's not too late, actually. You can just download from PlayStation Store. It's like $19. Why don't you go ahead and do it? It's usually on sale for like $15. And they fixed the stuff people talked about. They got rid of uh, Virgil's bowler hat that everyone complained about. <laughs> I, I didn't what have a problem with the game patch. itself. It's, it's the best one. I don't care what anybody says. So The, the dialogue, I think the backstory, the emotion, it was just... It was such, such a good game. Um, obviously, there's a few things that are small, but they, they did everything they could to make it what you expected. I get the... with the. Do you remember the original trailer where he was super thin and smoked? It was, and I was hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. But we need to just do another podcast I liked just it. on this. Yeah. I liked it back then on that because I was like, oh, you're taking a completely different direction. And I liked... I, I kind of want to know what the script was for that because when they, because the original thing was he was a mental patient. Oh, yeah. Remember, it was like a subject 341, 32B, or something like that. Something like that. Um, they're like, what is your name? And when he, and they kept asking him and stuff. And when he finally like has the thing, he's like, my name is Dante. And I was like, <sighs> like it gave me chills. I was so excited for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I was super happy how they changed it. I thought the story did well. Kat was amazing. Her character was super good and fleshed out. It made me care. Even though I saw in the commercials where she gets, you know, captured and you have that moment. I'm The game makes you feel like your character so much that when that happened, I was just like, no, they can't do this. Because it gives you that feeling of because of the two world thing they do, like the fact she gets taken and you can't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, am i doing voice acting right now just where the page says like give 20 
lines is <laughs> oh gosh okay I, I got it out i feel better now uh i want to go back to something that's more disappointing oh <laughs> yeah and i'm not gonna go much into this one and i keep saying i'm not i'm really not i want to keep this like a couple of sentences long because i've already said a couple podcasts like probably mm. in a row but uh hashtag r.i.p paragon mm. epic games why I mean, I understand why. It's a great business move. Whatever. But, yep, yep. And, you, and you made up for it by releasing all the assets to Paragon later on. But uh, that's a game I played every day. And then when it shut down, or it had word it was going to shut down, it just... Uh, it's, it's a, it was a MOBA with, like, AAA graphics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it looked gorgeous. I had my favorite character and characters, actually. And uh, I played my favorite type of character, was the Valkyrie-type character. Uh, and her ultimate was just getting really, really angry and demonic, and it was great. And uh... Don't act like y'all are shocked about this. Yeah. The man looks like a Viking. Almost everything he likes involves <laughs> Norse mythology. Yep. His favorite character was the Valkyrie. Shocker. <laughs> the Valkyrie type, uh, warrior, knight. Her name was Seraph. Mm. And she, and she, uh, her wings were part of an attack. And they come out, and boom. And, oh, man, it was... Uh, I can gush about it all day. I miss it. But anyways, uh, the next one is going to be a segue, actually. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the uh, main... Segways? Are we going to talk about how disappointing segways are? I've never been on one, <laughs> so I can't say. But I want to lead into the last one because I think it's going to be the one we can talk about it the most. Okay. So I'll tell you things I'm not disappointed in. Okay. Uh, especially coming up, Final Fantasy VII being released in episodes, mm-hmm. the remake. I'm not gonna be disappointed in that. I actually think it's a great move. Do I f- prefer that? I don't know. We don't know yet. But that game has a high ceiling for me being disappointed, mm-hmm. and also a high ceiling for me being having it as amazed. my favorite game of all time because it is my favorite game of all time just remade. So, uh. God, I don't think I had anything else to add to that. Episodes, I think, if you're going to do a long game like what Final Fantasies have turned into, I think it's an interesting move because in games, like for me in particular, um, issues I have with really long games is it almost, you start to feel monotonous at a certain point because with really long run times, certain stuff just, it's the inevitable thing of most games. It starts to feel like it's repeating itself after so long of a game. So the fact that you can make it episodic, um, I think is an interesting move. We'll see how it actually works out because it gives you time to go and invest in the game. You play what you want. Okay, episode's done. I can go to another game. Gets rid of the burnout that you potentially have of a long playthrough. But I think the downside we may end up having, which is what I have after playing a very long game, stopping for a while because of potential burnout and going back to it, is there's a lot of story elements you can forget. Right. So I really hope they do something almost like what uh, Telltale did, where once you get back in, have a previously on like type thing, like reiterate some of the stuff I have so I remember like, okay, this is why this is happening if it's a while between your episodes. That's a perfect example of another disappointment. That is uh, one of the two that I wanted to talk about, actually. And uh, Telltale Games... Of course, shut down recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the products they had in development, uh, which would have been Wolf Among Us 2. Don't uh, even get me started on Wolf Among Us. That was a game <laughs> I got 
for like I got the first episode. Yeah. And it just enthralled me. Because my first start off on Telltale was my now wife um playing um the uh huh? zombie thing. Oh Walking Dead Walking Dead and hating every second of it because I thought it was too slow of a game for what they made you feel was this like heart pounding thing. Okay. So when I got into a game like that in the Batman series as well, right. where it was very much detective based, it makes it's supposed to be slow. Because exactly. that's the point is you're like supposed to be looking for everything. But in a game where it's like, oh my God, we're running for our lives, but it's slow paced didn't really work for me. So the fact that those games, and I'll never get that sequel to it, it, yeah. it it's just disappointing. The the fact that it was just mishandled by management, yeah. the, the company itself, uh, it just, it, it's, it's upsetting because I know there's not a lot of people who really like them as mm. much as like, let's say, well, me, because <laughs> I've played almost all the major releases. Mm. I haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman, or the Minecraft ones, and that's the only ones I don't think I've played. Guardians of the Galaxy, from what I played of it. Really wasn't bad. Um, it was it was different. Um, there's some things in it where it's just like clearly you made this just for the hype of it. Batman, um, from where I was, was super mind blowing and interesting. Um, from what I heard from several people like Tyler and stuff there on this podcast, they they said after a certain episode you just stop um, to prevent disappointment after that. Um, but they they did really good stuff. It's kind of like a you didn't expect it or really see it coming. Um, it's kind of like when, uh, was it Lionhead Studios who made Fable? Yes. It's kind of like them. Like, you knew they only made, like, a few games that were, like, super good. But, like, Fable, like, I have tons of stuff on Fable. Fable's one, like, a game a friend of mine got me into and I was super into. So when I heard they had shut down, it was super weird. But then you, like, thought about it. You're like, there's not really, like, a lot of games and stuff you remember from Lionhead other than Fable, so it's probably not a ton of revenue and stuff. So it kind of makes sense when you just think about because I haven't actually read up why Lionhead closed because I was just disappointed that they closed to begin with. At that point, there's nothing I can read that'll change the fact. <laughs> um, but it was it's stuff like that where it's like, wow, these guys made a lot of games that we super enjoy. Like, why... It's nothing I can do about it. It kind of sucks. Yeah. So, I'm... Oh gosh. I, mean, I can have a whole po- whole podcast just dedicated to Telltale Games. My love for it. Uh, talking about best ones, best moments. And I know they're not ex- exactly games. They're just visual novels that move. And you get to pick dialogue choices that don't really necessarily impact the whole ending. But the journey that you take to get there... Is different than let's say somebody else's, and there's like small things. It's it's neat, mm-hmm. but when I heard they shut down, not only did we lose Wolf Among Us two, we lost uh, we lost Stranger Things, mm-hmm. we lost uh, Tales of Borderlands two, which I think Tales of Borderlands is the funniest game experience I've ever had. Mm. It's re- the dialogue. Oh god, I-, I can't describe how funny it is. Funnier than Brutal Legend. And Brutal Legend is really good. <laughs> I forgot you played Brutal Legend. Yes. I love that. I have the album sitting in this room. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, Decapitation! Up until that part, there wasn't a funny part for like two hours. <laughs> and it was really weird. So inconsistent. But anyways, not a disappointment game. 
So it had a weird, it's because they decided to take that big downshift between yeah. you and the girl you like in the game. Yeah. My biggest heartbreak when it came to Telltale was The Walking Dead. But I mean, let me take that back. Besides all the people losing their job, yeah. I want to say that out loud. Uh, a lot of people who put a lot of time and effort and passion and man hours and lost a lot of their lives, really. Yeah. Uh, their livelihood just making these games. And they got thrown out in the street, pretty much. Just closed out of the office just one day. Oh, there it is. Everybody's out of a job. There's a light to the end of the story in a second. Mm -hmm. So, Walking Dead Season 3. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Walking Dead series. Uh, it As a franchise, if you just take the Walking Dead franchise from Telltale as a whole and you compare it to any other franchise that I have, I will put it above 99% of the franchises I've played. Uh, which okay. consists of like two more games because I just love them that much. Yeah. There were two episodes in, got canceled, got put in limbo, got completely canceled, and then Skybound Entertainment picked it up, mm -hmm. which was Robert Kirkman's gaming company. Yeah. And so they're going to finish it. It's so fitting that he's going to do it because, of course, he's the original creator yeah. of The Walking Dead, and that makes me so happy. So we get to see the ending of Clem's story. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not it's going to be tear-jerking or bittersweet, I don't know yet. But let me tell you, I am not ready for it. And uh, I'm still sad about Telltale Games shutting down. So that's the whole premise of this conversation. Yes. Uh, you want to move on to something that's not going to be as gut-wrenching? Uh, it's going to be more maddening. Jack and Daxter Final Frontier. I didn't play it, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I have never played Jack and Daxter. What? You've yeah. never played that entire series? It's really easy to point out games I haven't played. If I they... mean, for me, too. You should yeah. listen to Harry just like rattle off a list like, you played this? Yeah. No. This? No. He, he just gets so mind-boggled <laughs> by the games I haven't played. Ask him about movies. <laughs> I dare you. I shall. Because it's the same thing. It's, it's just... Uh, so, like, that was one of the biggest games series for me as a kid was jack and daxter um because it felt like the most adult game at the time for a kid that i could have had yeah. um because it, it had like certain it had adult language ooh, just enough to where they didn't lose the t rating oh i bet they said heck a lot oh <laughs> like uh i think they use like ass and a few other things but oh, okay it's it, it it's very rare that they use it. it's just like enough to where they'd be like oh this game's a little bit edgier because the first game was like your character was mute he didn't do it he didn't really say much it was a very happy fun go lucky game right. and then the second one like your character gets to talk and his first words are i'm going to kill praxis and he turns into a demonic thing from dark eco being injected into him like and it had guns and <laughs> i thought they all had guns nope Second oh, okay. one was the only one that really had guns. Um, aside from, I think you had like a bomb kind of cannon you could occasionally use in the first game, but it was mainly just to blow up like metal chest. It wasn't really like an actual like gun gun to like okay. fight people with. Um, so they made Jack 1, Jack 2, Jack 3, which I've played so many times. Like I still hate my dad ran over my, uh, my memory card with a lawnmower because that had so many hours of game time on it wait he ran over your memory card I got, what yep uh was it on purpose no oh okay. he uh he didn't know what a memory card was um he was mowing the lawn i had jeans on at the time that uh had very unbelievably short pockets 
And that's saying something because most guy pockets, like you can stick like an entire like arm down practically. I could and not find the bottom. I could probably fit all my paperwork or, or homework and stuff, all my binder stuff in my jinkos when yeah, I was in school. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So like I had unbelievably like short pockets for some reason, and I got out of my mom's car apparently because I what what it was is my I had a PlayStation. My grandmother's house had a PlayStation, so we would just bring the memory card back and forth so I could still play games and I wouldn't have to bring the whole game station over. Same thing with my dad's house. I should probably say that my stepdad's the one that ran over it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, got it. <laughs> um, anyways, three, three houses, three PlayStation. So carrying a memory card was very important. Um, otherwise you had to start from game one and you couldn't save and it was disappointing. So anyways, got out of the car. It fell out. Um, my stepdad did not know what a memory card was and just saw this small piece of plastic, didn't bother really checking to see what it was, and it just went, and he saw a memory chip, like the little like chip that's built into it. Okay. And he was like, that wasn't plastic. Oh, like, he just no. thought it was like some from a toy or something that had been discarded. And he came in, just like handed it to me, and was just like, do you know what this is? Like, It seems like it's got some computer stuff in it. And I was like... I was like, that is two years of my life. How hard did you cry? Oh my god. Um, I don't even remember like the after like he showed me that like the rest of that memory is just like blacked out. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe I died and someone brought me back with like the electric paddles or something. Um, but oh no. And then Jack X Racing after Jack Three, which was even better dialogue, and it was a racing game. So of course the guy named Race played it, and yeah, that. That was the best part about being a guy named Race. Um, all of my friends, if they had uh, trouble playing a game, their natural assumption was Race can beat racing games. And generally I was. Like, I would go over to their house and be like, okay, this level's done. You can get back to it. Um, like, with everything. Grand Theft Auto, Jack X Racing, um, Mario Kart, whatever it was, I won. Um, for whatever reason, maybe it's just name, blood, dad being a drag racer, whatever you want to call it. Um, super... Super fun stuff. And then for the PSP, not by Naughty Dog, which is a fantastic franchise. Like, why would you try and compete and make a game that Naughty Dog had already started? Um, But they released Frontier, and I remember playing a demo at a GameStop and just being disappointed. Because, for instance, they had Daxter. Daxter was his main voice, who's the main comedy of that game, the main pe- person a lot of people like. But I'm super into Jack, because that's the guy you actually play as. Right. And they changed his voice actor. I was like, you took the main character's voice away? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, uh, and it's nothing super special. It's just a gritty, like, iconic voice, because that's who's played it. But you're going to have him two games straight and then change the voice? It's one thing when it's Dante. Dante had, I think, a different voice in every game up until four, <laughs> where they're now making five the same voice actor, which is uh, the probably one of the better voice actors they could have gotten for Dante. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was just one of those things, like, I remember just playing a demo. I don't even know if the game officially released after that. But I was just... Remember, sure I think it did, too, because... Yeah. Anyways, but it was just like, I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to grab this because you, you literally just changed something that no one asked you to. <laughs> and anyways, like it, it's kind of stuff like that. Like if you, if you haven't noticed a consistent theme for me is 
it's not just the game itself. It's when it's in a line of games and then something goes wrong. But okay. anyways, you the have any others? I saw that. Okay. I'll have a look at the game cover. Just kind of remember what it was. Doesn't even... he. I think... Does he even have his goatee in that picture? No. They took away the goatee too. That was the iconic thing. Sure, you could toggle it on and off. But you had to earn that to toggle it on and off. He just uh, didn't really look like the normal Jack nope. dude at all. So uh, that's completely weird. Uh, that's unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it had a different image in my head. So... Uh, my biggest one, and it's one that I think everybody agrees with. I don't think there's a person out there that even slightly disagrees with okay. this disappointment. And that is PT slash Silent Hills slash the whole Kojima thing. Oh. Konami. Everything about How that. How dare they? Um, oh, gosh. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? Oh my god. There's riots outside. Oh, what have we done? It's not so silent now, is it? It's just... You have... And we've talked about it before. And, of course, with a gaming podcast or any kind of podcast like this, you're going to retread a lot of the same subjects. So, just to kind of recap... Especially when you get new people in it. Yeah. (laughs) PT being Playable Teaser. uh, That's what it stood for? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's it. For Silent Hills, which was a Hideo Kojima game. Mm-hmm. He took over the Silent Hills yeah. you know, thing for at least a moment. With the main character being Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. And also being, was it helped or directed by Guillermo del Toro? I believe so. Okay. So you got a powerhouse of three people, which would have just been the ultimate, like, just... You had the you had everything you wanted, or everything you could dream of in a possible Silent Hill game, and then they canceled it. And then Konami's like, "We're a bunch of pricks. We're gonna just do all this stuff that's gonna be really bad." And sorry, uh, Kojima, we're gonna kick you out. It's a going away party. See, everybody loves us on the internet. Oh. No. I mix a lot of things all in one little rant it's, since it's there, but you have it's well, Metal Gear Solid Five is another disappointment. It's but just so I'm go into that one. it just sucks for a lot of reasons, like because when they do stuff like that, it's kind of like a uh, with a uh, a lot uh, reasons because it's kind of like a uh, with the there's a lot of game series you can talk about with stuff like this, like a uh, like as we know, Brian, one of his biggest and most favorite games of all time is the Metal Gear Solid series. Oh yeah. The closest we're going to get to that, unless they bring Kojima back, is Kojima doing a thing like, uh, like, uh, freeing a <laughs> Koji Garashi. Is that the guy who made the, uh, final, not the Final Fantasy, but the famous Castlevania games? Am uh, I getting the wrong I, I name? I wouldn't know, top of my head. Um, but nope. anyways, that's, that's another one of those things like that, where you get your most famous guy for some of your most famous franchises, and then you tell them either they're gone or they can't do what they want anymore. And then you end up with stuff like the new game that he's making, which is literally just a Castlevania game, um, but it's not Castlevania, which I'm super excited for regardless. But Bloodstain, right? Yeah, Bloodstain. Looks amazing. And it's one of those things where it's like, we're going to get what we want from the people we want one way or another, but it's still that point where you're like, they can't continue where they left off. Like, we're never going to get 
more of what we're looking for from that guy in the games we want. We'll get it in some way, shape, or form more than likely, but when you do stuff like that, you're not only, you're not really showing anyone anything. All you're doing is disappointing a lot of people, and it's just, it it's never something good to do. Um, that's two times, I think, at least, like Konami and stuff have, you know, done stuff like that, and it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It, it had such a backlash too, and I don't I don't blame. And he still kept Norman Reedus though. He's gone for Death Stranding, right? And Del Toro. Mm-hmm. He's in it too. So they still have everybody. It's just not the game we wanted. Um, but it could be the game. It could be the game we need. It could be. And I'm not I'm not going to put any hype or expectations on those games. I have no freaking idea. I have no idea what this game. No is one about. does. I've seen a baby, and <laughs> Norman Reedus, and some dude in a cool looking skull mask. Oh yeah, the gold mask. Yeah, this old thing guy Troy Baker. Junior. I think so. Yep, that's him. Yep, <laughs> he's uh, that thing. <laughs> it uh, and there's a lot of things like with a lot of games. I'm like, you've given me like I don't know what's going on, but I guess that's good for me. Yep. I pl- I play PT every year. It's, oh, it, that's the thing because you can't download it anymore. No, you so cannot. you still have it downloaded so you can play it. And I bought uh, I had it on the original PS4 that I got. Then I got a Pro, which when you do the transfer, you still get it. Yeah. So I have it on a Pro, and then I kept it on the old PS4, and that's when I sold it to Harry, and now he has it. So I at least got I was able to duplicate yeah. that in some sort of way. So and then, then oh god, PT is it's it's perfect. And then it's, it was a little interesting slash disappointing, I guess, when you like look at the house in Resident Evil Seven because you can clearly tell it looks like PT. Well, here's the thing: Resident Evil Seven is a masterpiece. It is so. And I played it all of VR, and it was ah oh, so good. But we're not talking about good stuff. We're not. Yeah, we're not. Then we're uh, trying to. But be it's sad. still funny that it's like, really, this, this looks like the hallway. <laughs> you gave me a horror game with it. I'll give that yep. much to you. I uh, yeah. It, apparently, it was developed before. Yeah. Uh, Pete I just thought it was, was funny but... that they do look extremely similar. Yeah. So how long are we uh, we are we in this? We are in this an hour and ten minutes now. Oh, wow. That's good. Uh, that's very meaty. Uh, I wanted to close it out on like a small, like, little, like, lightning round tidbit kind of thing. Okay. But uh, I don't know what my subject was besides uh, just just rattle off real quick. 30 seconds worth each. Back and forth. How about okay. that? Sure. Let's just rattle off games that were disappointing. We just can't. We're not, we're not going to backtalk each other. We're just going to just grimace and just take it. So, I'll start off with disappointing games. Okay. And it may be some you agree with, some you might not okay. with. So, Star Wars Battlefront. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Um. Gosh, what? I don't know. <laughs> this is so hard because <laughs> now I'm having to like rapid think of them. Um. Uh, Revolution Battlefront. Okay. Uh, No Man's Sky when it first released. No Man's Sky still. Oh, <laughs> gosh. No. Okay. Ah, Got to take it. So oh, uh, Keep it in. Keep it in. Yes. Uh, whew. Skyward Sword. <laughs> Most Mega Man games. <laughs> now, we're, now we're just like, just stirring the pot on this one. I don't know. Mega <laughs> Man's game just gets too hard for me, so it gets disappointing. <laughs> Not Mass Effect's ending of three. I don't. I don't know where I'm gonna go with this. Mass Effect. 
uh, my Super Smash Brothers ability to actually play the game well because I, I suck at it. That's disappointing. I'll get better, maybe. <sighs> um, the fact I haven't played uh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Same. Also, adding on to that, why 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 does the Xbox still not have built-in rechargeable batteries for the controllers? Why? Why am I even bringing that up? Marvel's Avengers Ultimate. It's a free-to-play game that Brian Super. Oh, loves. that one! Yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, Fortnite being popular still. <laughs> Let it die. Uh, ooh, okay. That was a game. The game itself, not as a comment towards Fortnite. Ah, gotcha. Uh, it's a roguelike game. Like, don't tell me in the game it's a roguelike game. <laughs> is, is is it cool to hate Fallout 76 right now? Yeah, let's go. Sure. Okay, I'm not disappointed let's by it. Let's hop on that back I, I didn't really... You know, Words. Yeah, it's not even in my radar of games I'll ever play. Yeah, Interested, probably same. But now, like, I, I don't care. I don't... Uh, Fallout 4. Uh, Fallout 3. Ooh, New really? Vegas. Oh, what? <laughs> New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay, so that was above 30 seconds, but it was just kind of a little fun exercise. Should have done that at the very beginning. Yeah. Just kind of like... Because after, after that, almost all the games would have been just reiterated now. It's just like, I don't know what to say. We'd just be saying games. If we had more people, we'd just be saying games just to take each other off. We'd be saying each other's favorite games. Brian would probably just say Suicide Squad. So I'd be like, oh, wait, that's not a game, but it's still disappointing. Odd. <laughs> No, he, someone would say Final Fantasy Even VII. when he's not here. A lot of people say Final Fantasy X, but I super enjoy Final Fantasy X. I do too. Uh, all right, I think I'm done with that conversation. Me too. All right, guys, so at the end of the day, we've gone through all the stuff that we found kind of disappointing in life. But hey, without the disappointments, you don't know what makes life good. In life. <laughs> so this has been me. This has been Race. This has been Shroff. That's me. And remember... And remember not to like Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. Oh gosh, the he had to most say disappointment. Every podcast, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Ah! <laughs>